0: Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio, the tastiest hour of talk in Music City. Now here's your host, Brandon Still. Hello, Music City. Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio. We are powered by Gordon Food Service. My name is Brandon Still, and I am your host, we are talking today with Anna and Lauren from NetChecks. They are an amazing company out there that will help you with your payroll, to help you with hiring, to help you with your taxes, help you with scheduling, with so many amazing things. HR, I mean, gosh, they've got—they're just—they do a ton of stuff. They're a sponsor, and uh, I'm not the best at describing exactly how they do or what they do. So I asked him to come in and let's do an interview where we get to know them as people. Because I think that when you think about HR and payroll, it's just bean counters and people that do the number stuff. That's a, a, aside from what we do in the hospitality world, but they kind of do both. They, so they, Lauren works with restaurants predominantly and she brings that level of service to you. So I really was uh, really excited to talk to them today and bring them in studio but I uh, hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. This was a, uh, it's I think it's been crazy because everybody has the flu. I really think that uh, my youngest has the flu right now. It's flu A. I didn't know if you know. There's two different types of flus. There's a flu A and a flu B. And I went to the store to buy some children's Tylenol, and they were out. I went to Publix, I went to Walgreens, and I went to Kroger, and they were like out. Unbelievable. What is going on out there? Apparently, this is just going rampant. So if you have children, you're probably like, yeah. Or maybe you have the flu yourself. So uh, uh, just prayers out there for everybody who is uh, dealing with illness right now. I know this is a a tough time. Everybody gets together for Thanksgiving. Y'all hang out as a family, and then everybody comes home sick. Yay. (laughs) I have managed to avoid it up until now, although I have been dealing with vertigo You guys know what vertigo is. I I have some inner ear deal. I had it a year and a half ago, and it was really terrible. And I've just been lightheaded and dizzy, and it kind of sucks. So let's tell you all about my medical issues. (laughs) uh, We're really excited to go into December in this holiday season. We're going to take a break. We're going to take a break for the month of December on putting out interview episodes. Let me tell you what we're going to do. Caroline and I are working on some in, some episodes, some topical episodes, where we bring multiple people in and have multiple people in one episode, really talking about topics that are important to you out there. Uh, the state of the industry here in Nashville, what's happening in Nashville, new Nashville versus old Nashville. What can we do to sustain that? Uh, we want to talk about tipping. We want to talk about a lot of things. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna be putting up some polls. At uh, the Nashville Restaurant Radio Instagram page, it's at Nashville underscore restaurant underscore radio, and we would like for you to go follow us. And from there, I need you to respond to put polls up that we want to know what you think because we want to start off 2023 like with a bang. We want to come in with some of the best content we've been able to do. I think that uh, we've been doing this almost three. Years and I couldn't be more excited to have Carolina, and she's got some great ideas. And I'm excited, excited, excited. I know I say I'm excited a lot, but this I'm like over the moon excited. You know, another thing that we're gonna start doing here is we're gonna start helping other people facilitate podcasts. So I've got this amazing studio right in Hillsborough Village, and if you are out there and you kind of wanted to start a podcast and you wanted to do something like that, but you don't know how. And you don't know what to buy, what equipment, you don't know how to do it. Uh, we're going to be renting out the studio. So, if you, and I, I think what I'd like to do is I'd like to work with restaurants. I think if you're a restaurant out there or anybody who's in a small business and start your own podcast, even if you have like four listeners, it doesn't matter. If you're out there connecting with your guests, here's my, here's my thoughts for what you could do with your restaurant. So, let's just say you have a restaurant and it is in a neighborhood. Uh, and you have regulars that come in who own small businesses or whatever it might be, you could bring your regulars in and tell their stories on your podcast. Does that make sense? So if you had a podcast that you could talk about your specials, you could bring your chef in, you could do employee spotlights, but you could also bring in some of your guests and share the stories of the people in your community. How powerful would that be? If people are deciding where they're going to go, if this company, this restaurant actively promotes me, so give me a call or message me, go find again, find that Nashville Restaurant Radio Instagram page and send me a message that, hey man, we're thinking about something or we'd like to do a podcast, let me know and uh, I'd love to help you facilitate that. Just kind of an extra little fun thing that we'd like to do here. Uh, Since we have the studio and it sits empty most of the time, we'd like to help you, like to help you do, uh, get the word out. I kind of feel like podcasting is the next medium, Instagram is so big, and then you had all these other, uh, you know, TikTok is real big. Well, this could be both. This could be a way for you to create content, put the content out there, as well as sharing on Instagram and everywhere else. But we're going to be doing that. So if you follow me on Nashville Restaurant Radio, Nashville Restaurant Radio or Brandon underscore NRR, or you can email me, Brandon at com. Those are all ways to communicate with me directly and uh, happy to respond to you. So, this month uh, in December, we're going to have a lot of random stuff on. We're going to have some, we're going to do Brandon's book club. We're going to put an episode out there uh, with some of the folks who read. the Comfort Crisis by Michael Easter. We're going to discuss that book. We're going to have maybe a pop-up or two come around. We're going to be talking with some of our sponsors. I've got a contest I want to lead off. We're, Caroline and they are going to come back next week, and we're going to have a, an, an episode where we talk about exactly what we're doing with all of the sponsors this month. And We want to give back, and we think that uh, there's some fun stuff happening since it's the the giving season. So yeah, so it's Monday, to, I think, I don't know when Giving Tuesday is, if it's tomorrow, then, then go out there and find, uh, The Giving Kitchen was an episode we had last week that was just absolutely amazing. If you're looking for somewhere to give to, give to The Giving Kitchen. They're great people. Or Ben's Friends National. Ben's Friends is a, uh, it's a company, it's not a company, it's a nonprofit, And they help people in the industry with drug and alcohol abuse. So there's a meeting every Monday, and it happens over at the Oak Steakhouse. It is a Ben's friends meeting for industry people who are struggling with alcohol abuse or whatever depression. You just want to be around a group of people. It's a kind of a support group. So you're welcome to show up at 11 a.m. on Monday at the Oak Steakhouse. Uh, my buddy Jamie Pruitt is the kind of the leader of that group. He uh, you hear his, his episode about a month ago, maybe a little more than a month ago. Uh, he is the director over at the frothy monkey bakery or bakery by frothy monkey. Uh good stuff happening out there y'all. Um I just want to tell you we talk about being thankful and and thankful for so many things this season, especially this podcast. I'm thankful for everybody who listens. I'm thankful for all of the positive notes you guys send the messages I get where people have newly found the podcast or somebody told them about the podcast and they just love it and they're learning and they're like, wow, I didn't know this, this even existed. Uh, I'm just, I'm thankful every time you share this podcast with somebody and they get something out of it, it really is just the most amazing thing for us. That is our goal. We want to, uh, we want you to feel seen. We want, we want you to this industry, the really, the real side of this industry we want to put out there. And I'm just so thankful that this is something that you're responding to and that you love, and um, I'm just so thankful for all of you. I'm thankful for my sponsors uh because without them, I couldn't do it and you know i, I know I've said this a hundred times, but I don't take money from restaurants. I've had several restaurants reach out and say, "Hey, can we advertise on your podcast?" I'm going, "No, I can have you on the show." but my goal is not to take any money from restaurants and when I go out to eat, I don't want anything for free. uh I have sponsors for the show, and these sponsors. Are the ones who are supporting me talking about all of these locally owned and operated restaurants? So, uh, if you compost company, Robbins Insurance, Gordon Food Service, Sharpier's Bakery, What Chefs Want, Net Checks, um, like I guess it Super Source is just the most amazing people over there. Jason Ellis, uh, Justice Industries, Just Dot Glass, Poached restaurant jobs. We've got so many great sponsors, guys. Um, they're the ones who are supporting me. So you need to go support them. If you can, uh, that would be absolutely amazing. Let them know that you heard about them on Nashville Restaurant Radio or go to our website, com. Click the sponsor tab. And uh, there you go. You can find all of our sponsors. So that is my 10 minute lead up <laughs> to this awesome episode today with Anna Smith and Lauren Demain from netchecks let's jump right in we are super excited today to welcome into the show um we have a sponsor here today and it is netchecks we have lauren and anna welcome to Nashville restaurant radio
1: happy to be here thank you thank you
0: all right so let's get voices down so you guys know who we're talking to lauren say hello hello Tell us a little about yourself, Lauren. Give us like the, the 60 second, like, what's your sign, you know, all your stuff.
1: Hmm, I'm a cancer, uh, single, I'm mom <laughs> single mom of three, single mom of three, and a net checks account executive.
0: Single mom of three and a net checks account executive. Correct. You stay busy. All the time. All the time. You don't know what it means to stop, do you?
1: No not
0: (sighs) bless you you make the world (laughs) go round
1: keep trying every day
0: okay so that's Lauren so when you hear Lauren speaking that's what she sounds like Anna
2: same same thing but I want to say a little bit about Lauren actually and her three kids are boys
0: oh oh you didn't say that I'm a mother of three boys
2: that's a whole game changer there and they are the most respectful engaging just really kind kids and it's truly a reflection of Lauren, and so I was super impressed. So I think I need to add that in there. She's a great multitasker. Not only does she do awesome at work, and I'm just like blessed to have her on the team. She's a great human and a great mom, and definitely doesn't give herself enough credit.
1: Well, that's what I have Anna
2: for. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do her own introduction. For her.
1: So we have a
0: third person here in the studio. So when you I didn't
2: even get to talk about me?
0: Oh, oh, that, that's right. That's I, I was like that Is was your turn. Thing. <laughs> Anna, tell us about (laughs) yourself.
2: Hi. So I've been in the industry about 17 years, which is crazy. Uh, But at NetChecks about a year and a half. Yes. And so I can kind of give you the backstory on how I ended up in payroll and HR. We can do that later if you'd like. Um,
0: We can do that later. Well, let's definitely do that that later.
2: later. But today is Senior Shadow Day. At Ravenwood High School. Yes, it is. So I'm so blessed to have my beautiful daughter, Ruby, here joining me today and doing much more fun stuff today than I would normally be doing on a daily basis. So she lucked out. Hey, Ruby. Hi.
0: If you're watching this online right now, you can see Ruby. I've moved my camera over to see Ruby. Ruby is uh, the 17-year-old daughter of Anna. They're doing a shadow day. She is chomping at the bit to tell her story. And I told her, I said, not not today. Today's not the day, Ruby. So did you? Did she say hi? Did you say hi? I
2: did.
0: Okay, good. And uh, what do you do for a living, Ruby?
2: I work at Tito's in Nolensville.
0: So you're a restaurant worker.
2: Yes. Look at that. And you love it? Yes.
0: Tito's, great place to work?
2: Great place.
0: Best thing on the menu? Tacos. Tacos. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> That's good. I, I love tacos. And I love Tito's. I have a Tito's like half a mile from my front door. So it makes it very easy on Highway 100, like in the Bellevue area. I love that, Tito. So shout
2: out to Juan, who has been so great, uh, and Marco as well for working around her school schedule, her soccer schedule. They've just been awesome. So as a mom, very thankful for them as well.
0: Anything you'd like to say to the listeners of Nash Restaurant Radio, Ruby? If you wait, wait, let's let's see your eyes. Do that again. Like, a- you told
2: me I only had to say hi. And- We're doing a
0: little bit of hazing with Ruby. All right, I'm going to turn your mic off now. Okay. Thank you for joining the show. I'm excited that she's here, by the way. This is really Dude. fun. And for a day where you're like, I'm going to shout at my mom and talk about payroll and HR, you get to come to a studio and do an interview. So that is kind of fun, right?
2: So exciting. Way better. All
0: right. You can now officially sit back and relax, Ruby. <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to add? You just turn this up to right there. That'll turn your mic on. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm having so much fun with this. It's it's I, I'm like a 12 year old at heart. So I apologize. So NetChecks, you guys have been an, a, a supporter. We did the 64 team bracket. We crowned Memos Mexican Restaurant. It was really fun to be yeah. there to present them with the best Mexican restaurant in Nashville, as voted by the listeners of the podcast. I think we had like 70,000 votes. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I mean, it was incredible the engagement that we've had, but you guys do, I mean, when I talk about net checks on the show and I hear nothing but positive things from the people that you guys work with, there's like 25 different things that you do. And today I wanna dig into some of those and how you specifically are working with restaurants. And if I'm out there and I don't, if I have a pair of, if I dump, I'm trying to do it myself, Hopefully, we can educate some restaurant owners and managers today on exactly what you do, why you do it. So, hopefully, this will be a fun interview for our listeners. And I'm excited to learn more about you too, also as people. So, there's the setup. Lauren, you've been seven. I keep looking at you saying one. Anna, you've been in the business 17 years, year and a half with Netchecks. Tell us the funny story about how you got in this industry.
2: Okay, well, so anyway. I was. 22 years old, had a one year old daughter that I needed to support, and I just needed a job. And back in the day, you looked in like newspaper ads to see who was hiring or whatever. And I saw a company and it said Century, what I thought, 21. You
0: thought it was real estate. I thought it was real estate. Okay.
2: So called my uncle, hey, I'm going to go interview at this real estate company, not to do real estate, but it said I would be like the administrative assistant of like the president of the company. And it has benefits and like eight to five. It works well with my daughter's daycare schedule. Like I'm going to go interview. What are some tips? So I show up to the interview and I'm sitting in the lobby and I see a sign on the wall. It says century. And then it has like a Roman numeral. And I'm like, I don't think that Roman numeral is 21. (laughs) I was like, I think that is just a two. Maybe the one fell off. Like this says century two. So I pick up a pamphlet and I start reading it. And it's like century two HR. And I'm like, maybe this is a recruiting office. Like I'm at the recruiting office. It's going to interview me for Century 21. And I start reading more. I'm like, no, no, no. I don't think you're so. 22? It's like Century 2. Just the but you're 22 story. years old? I was 22 years old. That's awesome. So instant panic. What am I going to do? I'm not prepared for this. So they call me back. And I'm with the president of the company. And I'm thinking, I got to think quick on my feet. So before she could ask me a question, I said, tell me. Tell me about you what are you passionate about? Why did you start this business? Why do you think this business is successful? Talk to me. Of course, that got her thinking and she just started giving me all I needed, right? So she started telling me everything they did, how they helped clients, why it was important to her, how they got started. And then I immediately knew what kind of company I was interviewing for. So based on what she told me, then I started answering her questions. I left there. I'm like, I'm either a genius or I'm (laughs) never getting this job. I don't know which one, right? They called me up and offered me the job. I was shocked. So I go and I start there on my first day, and I'm the receptionist. I'm her admin assistant. And I start learning what the business does. They do outsourced HR, payroll, benefit services. I'm like, okay. So I did that for a little bit. And I'm like, a position opened up in the back where I would actually be client facing. And I'm like, I think I've done a good job as being the administrative assistant. Like, is it okay if I interview? actually work with some clients now because I, I like talking to people. And they're like, sure. So I interviewed for that in the same company, got that job, did that for a year or Just so. And really like learned the ins and outs of like why HR is important, why benefits are important, why people outsource and don't try to handle this stuff on their own. Well, then a position in sales opened up. And I'm like, okay, I think I can do sales. Like, I think I have it in me. I think my personality is good for sales. Like, can I interview for the sales role? They're like, sure, go ahead. So I interviewed for the sales role there. Got the job in sales. So then I started selling this outsourced HR model for a couple of years there. Um, got my feet wet. And then here we are 17 years later. I've worked at, you know, other competitors, much bigger, some smaller. And so it just kind of accidentally fell into it. And I'm still somehow doing it. There you go. Wow. I'm not in real estate.
0: You're not And <laughs> did you ever do you have any regrets? Are you like, damn it? I wanted to show houses and do this whole thing. And now you're
2: No, I mean, my husband's in real estate and I'm just going to leave that to him. Okay. Um, The HR part, there has been times where I'm like, why am I doing this? And I think the answer is the business owners we meet with. Like, that's Mm -hmm. why. Like hearing their stories and like why they're passionate about what they do because every day looks different, right? So every business you meet with has a different story and getting to hear that and then seeing the ways that we're helping them is why I've kept doing this for so long, right? It's not that it's glamorous. It's just that it's fun. And that I like engaging with people and helping people focus on their passions and the why they got in business. Yeah. And why we take over the, well, because you're in business, you have to do all this. Hey, we had to pay your people. You have to make sure your taxes are deposited on time. You have to provide benefits. You have to keep your employees engaged. You have to recruit. There's all these things that just aren't fun that we take over and let you really focus on your passion. So that's why I'm here.
0: Can you tell me a story of a, a way, like I'm going to put you right on the spot. Yeah. I'm going to look in your eyes and see you're like, are you serious, dude? Do you have an actual story where you feel like you helped somebody and it was a really cool, like you get to meet with the client and give them a high five and be like, dude, we did that together.
2: Yeah. I'm actually going to phone a friend. Um, you know, I'm the <laughs> sales manager here at NetTex, but Lauren is one of my senior sales consultants and she really is like the feet on the street, right? Yeah. It's really meeting with these people and creating a huge impact. So I know that you know she talks to clients a lot. So Lauren, I'm gonna pass that over to you.
1: Yeah. So I, I speak with restaurant owners and, and general managers quite often. Um, and I'll just kind of give a brief history too. I grew up with parents that were restaurant owners. So I was day-to-day knowing what they were doing. And this was before. So it's
0: in like your DNA.
1: It it really is. Yeah. Um, It it was, I watched my dad with those yellow, you know, notepads and payroll journals and doing time clocks and all of that. So that was before kind of the internet, right. Um, Of doing all of this, but I still talk to restaurant owners that are doing it that way and GMs and they're wanting something better because they're spending so much of their time doing that.
0: How are they doing it again?
1: <laughs> you know, they've got time clocks where the people are actually, you know, punching a card or manually writing down what time they came into work. Um, wow. So, you know, being able to kind of get them away from that pen and paper, but providing them a lot of um, tools behind that, they've been able to just focus on other things because they haven't had to spend their time every Sunday at Two o'clock, you know, going into their office and manually doing things. So when I speak to them, they've always are just wanting, how can you help me be successful? And so, like Anna said, we are taking that why they got in business and, but not, you know, having them do everything besides. Taking care of their clients, taking care of their staff. They don't have to worry about serving all guests. Back-end. They can serve yeah.
0: and all the back end stuff you guys kind of handle. You exactly. do that for them. Data. You guys generate data for people and then you can make educated decisions, right?
2: Absolutely. I mean, there are a lot of different. You know analytics that can come out of the system. Like if people are trying to say, okay, who's approaching overtime or what is turnover costing me right now, right?
0: That's a huge huge. Huge. I just had this conversation the other day and I said, I think the number is like two thousand dollars a person that you hire. this is from my culture index. I don't I don't know how to figure that number out. I've never been able to figure that number out, but the number that I hear ballied around is two thousand dollars for every hourly employee that you hire and that they don't work out within the first month. Like, that's what the overall cost is from payroll, getting them into the system, hiring them, doing orientation, starting the training, the time it takes for somebody to train them. Like, how do you figure that number out?
2: I mean, it's hard, right? But there there are things in the system um, that track that, right? So it's looking at, okay, how many hours did this new hire work? How many were training hours? with someone else getting paid to also train them. That's the the thing I don't think you realize. Like
0: you're paying somebody a training wage to train this person.
2: Right. It's taking away their time. Right. And then it's like, how much did you pay on taxes for this new hire? Right. And a lot of people don't know this, but your state unemployment tax is your only controllable tax rate. Mm -hmm. People don't realize that. So all the other federal taxes is like, here's your rate. You just pay it. But your unemployment rate is something that you can control. And what happens is, So for Tennessee specifically, when you hire someone, the new business rate's 2.7%. That's what you get assigned. So you pay 2.7% on the first 7,000 wages of every employee. Okay. So you're paying that 2.7% on $7,000 for employee A that you hired, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say they work there three months and then they quit and then you rehire for that position. Guess what? 2.7%. You're you're starting over. Now you're paying 2.7% on this employee so if in one position let's say it turns over seven times you're paying that seven times when that one employee if they stay on and once they hit that seven thousand in wages for a year you stop paying it on them
0: all together all together like zero dollars a year
2: so you're, you're zeroed out but if you keep having to rehire you keep paying it and let's just say the turnover they file for unemployment and they get it the state is going to need to recoup the money that they are now paying out so what do they do they jack your rate up So now you may be paying 3.3% on 7,000 wages of every employee, right? So you can control that by controlling your turnover, making sure that you're properly tracking things in the system. Like if you gave a written warning, a verbal warning, so you making sure that you are terminating people effectively, right? But the goal is that you don't want to terminate people and you don't want people to leave. So what are you doing to hire the right people, which we have tools to help you do that. What are you doing to keep them engaged? We have tools to help you do that. Right. And creating a culture where employees want to work there. So it's more than just a technology. We really are trying to create a whole experience to where we're not only saving you money from a tactical or tax perspective, but we're saving you the time and energy that goes into having to recruit and retain and
1: rehire over and over and over again. Yeah. And those are, I was, that that,
0: that was, that was awesome. I mean, that's stuff that most people on the front end don't think about. They just think, hey, this guy came in when you're hiring and you're interviewing people. And you interview somebody and you, in the back of your mind, you go, they might not work out, but we really need a warm body. body. Let's, (laughs) we're going to hire you. We're going to take a flyer on you. It's a 50, 50 shot. Maybe we can train you. Maybe you turn the corner and you work out. But if you don't, you don't. That's a really bad business practice. Really, Is that what you're saying?
2: It is a bad business practice and it's costly, Right. So when you look at ways we can save companies money, yeah, we may save you money if we bring you over a competitor and let's say we're cheaper, but hey, we may also save you money because we are going to better prepare you to run your business and give you the tools, the analytics, the reporting, and the support that you need to catch things before they happen, right? So being proactive is a lot easier than being reactive, but in today's market, we have a lot of reactive going on and what we can do to even lessen that a little bit ends up putting money back in the, the business owner's pocket.
1: Absolutely and kind of piggybacking on that, you know, the conversations that I've had recently, um restaurant owners, GMs, they're trying to figure out how to control cost. Well, there are certain things that they just cannot control, the gas prices, inflation, supply chain. But when I can show them all of these tools that we provide to help them control the cost and their compliance, they really start to, you know, the light bulb goes off, you know, with the, you know, hiring and retention, being able, you know, you mentioned culture and engagement of the staff. Well, we also have tools that can help give back to your staff. So, you know, they're able to to really create a nice warm culture where people want to stay and they don't have that turnover.
0: What are those things? Can we talk about those in depth? Can we like get it? Because let's talk about features and benefits, right? So all of these things that you're revsing right now, are no brainers. I mean, if I'm listening, I'm like, I don't care about the tax credit. That's just extra money I have laying around. I don't care about what it costs. Nobody's thinking that. I mean, these are things that you're talking about. They're like, yes, if you're not doing these things, you need to be the really savvy people that operate really great businesses are doing these things on a regular basis. Let's pretend that like I'm a new business. Where do you start and what are some of these tools? Let's let's give some of it away. Let's, let's wet people's appetites as to things people might not be doing, but that you do really well. And then how hard is it? I think that the part of change is the hardest thing too, right? I use this company and they're subpar. They get the job done, but they may have, you know, five things they do and you guys might do 15 things, but it's so hard to change from that company to this company. Let's, let's talk about ease of that. And then some of the intentional features and benefits of what you guys do that's a lot right there but i think that's what people want to hear
2: you see where do i start <laughs> let's start mess. with
0: what, what's the first question you ask me you guys are walking in um you're coming in to talk to me for my two restaurants what's the first question you're going to ask me
2: so i would say we always want to know on a scale of one to ten how happy are you with how you're doing business right now
0: how happy am I with, if I'm like, overall, like my bottom line?
2: I would say more or less, let's just say you're using a competitor of ours, right? How happy am
0: I with your competitor? Correct. Okay. Um, I'm not super happy. I'm like a five. Like a five. Yeah.
2: So what, I mean, they're what,
0: getting the job done. But a lot of times the checks, cause we tell people to get paper checks, they come in a day late or they don't, and people don't like it when their paper checks come a day late. Right. You have a bunch of people show up to the restaurant. Can I have my check? Like, oh, they didn't come in today, man. You got to come back tomorrow. Like uh the bank is closed tomorrow and i have like rent due like that's a problem
2: right mm-hmm. so it depends on what number they give us right so if, if you're saying you're like a 5 happy like you're not really that happy right so we try no. to figure out in an ideal world what are the things that you would like to change right and so we want to get to know what those are in an ideal world right. if everything could stay the same what do you fuck like is working well so we really want to know what's working and let's make sure we don't break it what's not working and let's see if we can fix it and so one of our sales engineers who's so awesome always says when we kind of get in a deeper dive is we want to make sure that we don't break two things to fix one. Yeah. Right. Cause then it's, not, it's not a mutual partnership at that point because not both parties is winning. So we really want to take a deeper dive to, to make sure that we're going to be able to, to help you. And that if you actually are doing okay, we're okay to walk away, right? If we say, Hey, what you're doing is actually working for you right now doesn't mean that you're not ever going to be a client. It just means, hey, you keep doing what you're doing and we're going to find a better fit. So I think we don't try to put everyone in a box, right? Mm-hmm. So our technology is awesome. We've built it from the ground up. We have in-house engineers that can, you know, get update it to make sure that our clients are getting everything that they need. You're not going to be like, okay, well, I'm logging in here to access this. And then you're going to log in here to access this. Your employees and you have one place to go. Everything from the recruiting all the way to the offboarding, retirement and everything in between. And so I think people really like the ease of use of our system. And so when we're meeting with people, if it's that they have multiple systems that maybe independently work okay, but don't talk to each other, so they're wasting a lot of time, there's a lot of human error, we can help with that, right? You
0: can bundle those things together. Exactly. You probably save some money.
2: Typically. Yeah. And maybe it's like, hey, Just the, technology, the, actual cost of the technology is fine, but our service is bad. And we're like, okay, let me tell you about what our service model looks like. Do you think that that would take you up from a, from a five to an eight just based on that, right? So those are just conversations that we have. We don't walk in and say, hey, here are our three packages. Pick one. Yeah. We want to get to know you and make sure that we really can have a positive impact on your business.
0: So your North Star is making sure that I have all of the tools that I need to be successful and that I feel successful in what I'm doing that did did you want that is eight to 10 your sweet spot or is 10 your sweet spot
2: <laughs> well, I don't think anyone's going to be a 10 happy because hey you're still dealing with with humans and issues yeah. and all of that but if we can get you to a, a nine you know then I feel like you know we're winning there um restaurants specifically
0: here's what I feel like I feel like I have analysis paralysis I, I hate that term but it's true every day Every guest walks into my building, they're just data generating things. Every like how many people per hour, how many guests come in at each table, how long it's for them to get their drinks, how long how much did they order? Did they order wine? Did they order water? Did they order the entree? The special the there's just data being generated everywhere and i think there's so many tech companies right now that are taking that data and they want to say we can capture that data for you but it doesn't matter if i don't know what to do with it right so i think the main thing for me is i have this company that i use that is okay they're not blowing my skirt up by any means i mean they're just a they're just there but what is like I don't know. I feel like if somebody was able to generate this data and then kind of tell me what to do with it or help me, uh, I just went to a, a conference in Dallas called FS Tech, a Food Service Technology Conference, and Billy Bean spoke. Does anybody know Ruby? Do you know who Billy Bean is? Okay. Do you guys know who Billy Bean is?
2: Interesting name. Love that, but no.
0: <laughs> there was a book, there was a movie called Moneyball. Brad I heard Pitt. Oh, yeah. Brad Pitt and um Jonah Hill. Mm-hmm. Remember, he was the A's GM. Yep. Well, that the actual dude, not, not Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt. Which I'm actually more excited to hear the actual that guy's name is Billy Bean, and he's the general manager for the A's. He flipped the world upside down in the baseball world, right? So he came into a perennial losing team, the A's, who didn't have a huge payroll, and he changed everything. So traditionally you have 100 people you draft every year. I'm going somewhere with this, just trust me. You draft 100 people every single year and you have all these scouts that travel all over the country and they try and find the guy in the farm town in Iowa who throws the ball 103 miles an hour who wears cutoff shirt and they're like, this guy has no idea how good he is. Bring him in and well, we're gonna sign him and they pay you know $5 million for an entry level contract for a high school kid. Cause they want to draft him. They draft hundred people a year based on look and feel right. So restaurant owners have like the, the old school restaurant people. They have a good, I have a, I have a really, I can walk into a restaurant and my gut, I can tell you so many things from my experience in restaurants, but what I can't tell you is the data, the actual data, nine out of 10 times, maybe not that much. Most of the time I'm wrong. So what Billy Bean identified was, what is the number one data set that creates winning teams? What's the one thing out there that will translate, will correlate with winning baseball games? And he did. He ran all the data, and he figured out that number was on-base percentage, the ability for people to get on-base and so he scoured, he used data, 100% data, and he found that and slugging percentage. And then pitchers, like a, a K through nine and whip, walks, plus hits per inning pitch, then strikeouts through nine innings for the non-baseball people. There's some insight. This is some, some detailed stuff. But he went into a draft and told all of the scouts, I don't need you. Wow. He drafted an entire draft 100% without looking at the player, only on data. And he won the ALS championship that year because he got people on base and it worked. And he he went away from the traditional idea of gut and feel. And I contend that people out there right now in restaurants go on gut, feel, and they look at, oh, this guy, he's got a lot of experience. He looks good. But he had nine jobs in the last year. He's a, a, she, whatever it is. I want to know what that data set is. And I'm just asking you yeah. curiously because we have it now. We haven't had this amount of readily available data. I don't think you'll know what to do with it. But what, if I was to ask you, what do you think the data set is for restaurant employees? My question when I left here to my GMs was, what is the number one data set that we need to look at that will make in an employee that makes every guest a repeat guest? Because that's the number one thing we want to do, right? We want to have employees that make every guest a repeat guest. We want guests to want to come back based upon the level of service, what they had. What's the number one attribute? What would you guys think it would be? And I don't know the answer to this. I have my own hypotheses. That's the number I'm trying to figure out. And I think as a company like yours, who's so technologically driven, being able to identify what that is and how to identify that in a potential employee. And this is this isn't a setup. I'm just talking yeah. like I don't know. But utilizing that data to make important decisions versus your gut, I think will take you so far and above me. On. People don't know how to do that yet.
2: I agree. And I talked to Lauren about this a lot. Um, and I'll, I'll answer it specifically about you know the, the technology and the data and all that. But when I'm interviewing, I find myself going on my heart and my gut yeah. as well. And be like, oh, I'm just going to throw this resume away and we're just going to have a conversation, right? But maybe I really need to take a look. <laughs> at the actual data that's painting a picture and telling me a story because people tell you who they are every day. Listen to them, right? Like if someone has a track record of this, they all of a sudden don't typically change their spots. Right. So always like Lauren, okay, interview this person. I'm on the fence. Can I set up a time for you to talk to them since you are the feet on the street and they'll be doing the same job as you. I really need you to have that conversation. Right. But while we're doing that, we're really making it about a feeling, not necessarily about the data. I think that when you're recruiting, the goal should be finding the right people, putting them in the right place at the right time, okay? And so because of that, there are tools that help you do that by, okay, you're posting a a job description of what you're hiring, but you're going to list five or six questions that that person has to answer before you're even going to get to look at their resume. Because let's say you need someone to work in the back of the restaurant and they need to be able to lift, you know, 20, 30 pounds, whatever it may be, yes or no, if they can't do that, then you don't need to be hiring that person to be in that position because you're setting them up for failure and you up for failure because they can't complete the job tasks that are needed. Or is it, hey, are you, you know, a people person? Are you okay? You know, being up front, talking to people like if you're hiring for a hostess, like ask questions. that's going to let you know, is that a good fit? That way you are not interviewing people and hiring people that are not aligned, but maybe they answer the question in a different way. You're like, oh, I actually have this other position that's open. I'm going to put them there, right?
0: Jim Collins, good to great. Right people, right seats, get the right people on the bus. Mm -hmm. My answer to this question, it was very simple. I went through the whole thing like, well, is it wine knowledge? Is it attitude? Is it like, what is, is it, is it, do they match all of our core values? And I came to this decision. In this, I don't know if this is going to be controversial or not. I can't wait. Ruby, are you, are you ready? <laughs> she said yes. I think it's full-time employees. It's what? Full-time. Full-time. I think in a restaurant, in order to make every guest a repeat guest, you've got to be there. You have to be there. You have to be engaged. You've got to lean in. you got to know the specials. you got to know the chef's rhythm, what kind of food he is. And you can't do that on two shifts a week. Two shifts a week, you rent, you're rented. You come in and you're just, I'm just a warm body. I'm just here to make my money and leave. You can't form relationships with the guest. You can't form relationships with your teammates. Like anything you do, the more you put into it, the more you're going to get out. And I think if you have an, a whole staff full of part-time people, nobody's fully engaged. I think full-time employees that spend at least 32 hours a week inside the building or you know, five shifts, six shifts a week are able to lean in and form those relationships learn more about your team your culture everything you're doing and that's what drives engagement and that's what makes every guest repeat guest is them knowing i can go to that restaurant and see ruby i love ruby i want to go back and see ruby you can't do that if she only works two shifts a week because you'll go there three or four times you won't see her and then you're like i oh, will go somewhere else
2: i have a question for you sure so if I like you want this. these i'm turning the tables oh bring it so if you want to have these full-time people working in a restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. And I think Lauren could attest to this when we're talking to people, restaurants, hospitality in particular, they're having a hard time even finding people, right? 100 percent Then if they get them, a lot of them feel like they have to work multiple jobs to be able to afford, you know, their rent or their mortgage or whatever it may be. So how do you feel like you're finding these people who say, okay, I will agree to work full-time at this restaurant? And how do you, as a manager and owner, say, we're gonna make sure. That this is the only place that you really would have to work to be able to meet your financial goals. Because I think there's been this like mass exodus of hospitality workers that we hear. And I'm thinking, well, where did they go and what are they doing? Right. Mm-hmm. So how, what are you doing to combat that?
0: That's a great question. I do two things. I treat people uh, with respect and I recognize that full-time people are the, the, the butter to my bread and what we do is we offer benefits uh we have a 401k plan for anybody after their first year you can join our 401k we match it we offer uh, full health vision and dental to anybody after uh, 60 days maybe it's 30 days after 30 days we offer full benefits to everybody awesome. maternity leave paternity leave paid time off for every full-time employee you can't you have to be a full-time employee but also our culture is that we love our community in our culture, we have core values, and we live by our core values. And we love our community as one of those. And it's not just we love the people that come into the restaurant. But we love each other. When we're in the building, we respect each other. And what that does is it changes your culture of just get him out, just fire him. Oh, I don't like that guy. He came in today with a bad attitude. Get him out. He, he's a cancer. He's not supposed to be here. Now, if that's a full-time employee, which we recognize is a very desirable thing, we lean in. We have empathy versus me going, You were late three days in a row. You're gone. I don't like you, which is an ego driven thing by restaurant managers who are frustrated because they're working their asses off every day. You stop and you lean in and you go, Hey, I've noticed you were late three times this week. Is everything okay? No, I'm a single mom. I got three boys, and one of them has COVID right now, and I'm getting a babysitter, but it's hard because it's this and this and I'm really working hard. I don't want to be late. And I didn't even want to bring this up because I don't want you guys to think I'm weak and I'm prideful And this. It's like, wow, like, thank you for telling me that. And it, that's amazing. And I'm, why don't I schedule you 20 minutes later every day, come in whenever you want. It's fine. Just let me know. I won't say anything about any of this stuff, but like, thank you for telling me, like, you have to have vulnerability and you have to be able to talk to people in real time and respect them. And I don't think of restaurant work as a part-time gig or until I get, you know, the biggest thing to me is, says, well, I'm just going to do this until I get my real job. I'm like, no, this is a real job. We work on a tip pool and we pool all of the tips. So we really um we do that because it creates equity for everybody. If I get three bad tables or two tables stiff me, one walks out and then I'm cut because I'm a double and I make nine dollars on a lunch. That's anxiety inducing and that's stressful. And we want everybody to share in this thing. Let's all come to work. Let's all focus on the guest. Let's make every guest or a peak guest. And let's all share in the, the the benefits of that. And if everybody works full-time, you get people that work full-time, I give them the moon and the stars. I've changed my manager's, we call it performance-based compensation instead of a bonus, but I've changed that to where we don't, I don't pay them just based on food cost in the, the top three, right? Labor, food cost, and, and um, liquor, beer, wine. I pay a retention. Like if you fire, if you lose people, I have a headcount number at each place. If you lose people, you lose money, right? So for me, it's about don't be quick to fire, be quick to seek to understand. And I think that's a cultural thing that a lot of restaurants miss. You've got to understand that these are real people. They're real humans with real lives. And if you treat them that way and you let them understand, this is a real job. Everybody that works, I don't say everybody, I think that the average at Mayor if you work full time, you're making 60 grand. So, I mean, if you're a server at Mayor Bowl and you work full time, I think the average is 60 grand. And it's like, that's a real living wage and you get paid time off and you can add your 401k and you have full insurance. and like, that's not just some little job that you need to go get other jobs. I mean, I don't know. Everybody has their own, what they have to do. If you want to drive a Maserati, then maybe that's not enough. But if you are support, if you husband and wife both work and you both make 60 grand, and then that's a nice little six-figure income that can support a family. And I respect the shit out of that. Yes. Pardon my French, Ruby. <laughs> you work in a restaurant. Heremuffs. You understand this. You're a boss. But I mean, that's me personally, what I do. But now with a company like yourselves, with my culture and what I'm doing, how can you guys add to that? I mean, can you add... Hey, look, what data do I need to know in order to help identify what I need to do next? I mean, that's the main question, right? That's the thing.
2: And and Lauren, I'll have you talk about this in just a second. But when when you're talking, I'm thinking, you can't take the human element out of it. Mm-mm. You just can't do it. You can't. Right? And so every day, I know Lauren, and I have these conversations a lot. Like, we're moms of busy kids. You know, I've got a 12-year-old son, Ryland, and then obviously my daughter, Ruby, that's here. Um mm-hmm. I'm a human. I don't show up every day as my best self. So sometimes I <laughs> say to the team, guys, I'm going to be transparent. Right. But I think we've we've created a culture within our team and within NetChecks to where we're not numbers. We are humans. And I think that that has really set us apart from, you know, maybe other places that I've been where I haven't felt known I mean, I could pick up the phone right now and call Will Boudreaux, our CEO, and I guarantee he would pick up. And if I had an issue or a question, I know he's going to be there, right? So that's what I think is really cool. And we really try to get to the pulse of our, our clients, too, and like hearing, okay, your goals and the culture that you're creating, what can we do to mirror that? And so, yes, there's data that we can provide you all day long, right? Yeah. But if we're trying to help you with the human element and the people element, there's things we do there, too. So we have something called Helping Hands, which is built into the NetChecks platform. So it's a you know a giving type platform. So you don't have that. We always say that little thermometer up on the break room where you're like taking a marker. Oh, we've raised you know $2,000, right? This is a way that let's say you have an employee that maybe they had a house fire or an illness in the family and you really want to do a campaign to raise money for them. Employees can set up an automated deduction to come out of their paycheck for however long they want it to be. To go to contribute to that that cause, right? And then as a company, you're saying, "Oh, look, guys, we've raised seven thousand dollars for this family." It just creates a culture of giving, and especially you know when COVID happened, um, that's really when this got started. And so we really want to give our clients a way, you know, to give back and make it easier to track. Yeah, and it's it's all set up there. So that's one thing that we do. I think it's awesome. The other thing is that Lauren recently developed a partnership uh, with a company called Abinity. They are a perks program, and we have co-branded it Net Perks, and so I'll let Lauren talk a little bit about that.
1: Oh, okay, well, thank Put you. Put her on the spot. <laughs> well, um, Avenity uh, is actually a Nashville company, so it's been really nice to be able to have that partnership um, with them. Um, not only are they a partner, they're a client now, which we're very excited about. But Net Perks, which we've kind of, like we said, branded, um, powered by Avenity, it is basically it's you know there are restaurants you know that are not you know your your Marables, right that can't offer full on health and insurance benefits but they want to give their employees something so this is basically like it's it is a perks tool so as part of our platform they can log into their net perks and they can have savings on you know, whether it be gas, hotels, maybe they want to plan a trip to Disney and they need some savings there. There's all of those savings for those employees. So if you can't offer full-on, you know, health benefits, dental vision, things of that nature, you're at least giving back to them so they can save some money and put some money back in their pocket with the things they buy all the time. I love that.
2: Yeah. It's a non-traditional benefit, right? So if I need to go put, you know, new tires on my car, which I probably do, I would go on the I would go on the Abenity app, search for it, and I could typically get you know my four tires for the price of two, or if I needed to go get you know new glasses, and maybe I don't have the best vision insurance because I work for maybe a, a smaller company or a restaurant that just can't provide that, I can get my glasses for fifty percent off, right? So the, it's day to day things, not just like Disneyland tickets, right? But it's actual things that are helping. A lot of families get discounts, and they can do it right through our platform. So that's another way that we're helping, kind of give back and build that culture that you were speaking of.
0: That's amazing. I didn't know you guys. Did, I didn't have no idea you guys did that. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Pretty cool. See, and I, I, I didn't tell you guys this, but like when I do interviews like this, I don't. Every time I hear somebody do an interview with they're like, "And tell me about the wonderful solution you have for this and this," like. I actually like to give you pushback in these. I mean, I know you guys are sponsored. I love you, but like, I am so confident in what you guys do that like, I like to kind of just have, I would like these conversations to be organic. I don't, while you guys are sponsored, I don't want this to be like a, Hey, they paid me to do this episode. I genuinely am interested. And I think that there is a need for this out there. And it's just not something that's talked about. It's just not like the, Hey, this is the main, let's, let's have a conversation about payroll. Like it just doesn't happen. So
2: boring. Well, it's, I,
0: I am enjoying this. I don't think <laughs> oh, it wait. is.
2: No, this is not boring. Payroll's boring. So yeah, we're making this is not fun.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's the thing. And I think that there is a big human element to it. And what you guys are doing is, um, is amazing. We are running a little short on time. We've, we've almost, I mean, that's just 45 minutes in 45 oh, minutes. Payroll. What are we missing? Like you guys tell it, tell me what, what do we want to talk about right now?
1: Well, I'll I'll just say, you know, to your point where you were saying, "Hey, how do we have repeat customers?" Right? Yeah. And part of your method is creating this culture, right, with full time employees and offering those things. Every business is unique. I talk to business owners that can't do that, right? Um, but I think if you have a culture, if you've developed a staff full of people that are leaning, <laughs> you're leaning into that are le- helping each other out. You can have those repeat customers because every server, every hostess that you approach is enjoying their job. They're doing that because your general manager, your owner is not worried about all the other stuff, right? That's what we're there to help with, the stuff that they have to do versus why they are in business, right? They're in business because they want to be successful. They want to be part of a community, And they can have a great staff and create a wonderful culture if they're not having or feeling like they're having to put out fires on the back end.
2: I completely agree. And I think you're thinking, well, why net checks, right? Like there's a lot of other payroll and HR companies out there, several of which I've worked for that are great companies. But I would say like the thing that keeps me showing up every day is knowing that we care about you individually, right? Right. So you know, with some companies out there, like the ship is going in the direction that it's going, and it's either going to hit an iceberg or it's going to be smooth sailing. And I feel like I have very little to do with steering that ship, right? At NetChek's, I feel like we are all in the driver's all, seat, yeah. all of us, right? So, like I said, calling our CEO or calling the service team to say, "Hey, this restaurant's having this issue. Can you help?" Right? So it really we become an extension of you. your business, your your vision. We listen to you and try to make changes or adjustments that are going to make your life easier because you aren't just a number, right? So we're not this huge conglomerate payroll company, but we're also not doing payroll in our backyard. So we've got, we're kind of that middle of the road, white glove type, you know, service experience to where we're large enough to have enough money to put into research and development to make sure that our clients have the technology that they need that. We're hiring the right staff. That's highly trained and going to take care of you, you know, but we're still small enough to where we hear you. Right. Yeah. That Lauren and I can pop into your, you know, to your restaurant or your hotel or, you know, your retail store and have a conversation with you and say, you tell us what you need and let's see if we can help you and go into a mutually you
1: know, beneficial, hopefully long-term relationship.
0: And Lauren, you work exclusively with restaurants.
1: I do work with lots of industries but I love restaurants just because I okay. grew up in it, right? So it, that's your that's but that's your
0: sweet me. spot. You really understand the language the lingo of what goes on in restaurants and I love that. I love that it's not just this gigantic corporation. And this is with all the sponsors. I mean, listen, I turned down a bigger company to to go with you guys. I mean, because I had a couple different randomly payroll companies like, "Hey, we'd like to sponsor the show." But after talking to everybody, I really I loved your vibe. I loved everything about you guys. And I wanted to go with you guys because you're the ones I, I believed in. You're the company that I was like, they really mean when I when you look somebody in the eye, when I sit in this room and I talk to somebody, I really believed what you guys were saying because I that's who you are. And when I said, Hey, look, let's do this contest, let's do this. You guys have been like, Yes, we want to support this community as best we possibly can. Mm-hmm. There's not really a medium to do it until now. And I just I don't know, I, I, love, I love what you guys are doing. Thank you for everything that you're doing. Uh, and like, I mean, if you look over behind your shoulder, Robins Insurance, I mean, they're a local insurance company. They're a larger local, but like, they're not progressive. You know, and I don't want progressive in here because anybody like, I want to introduce people to companies that are really focusing on um, personalized. I love these are the white glove service. Because like, that's something that is lost. I told I told my leadership team yesterday, tell me if you agree with this. I don't know. I said, I don't expect good service anymore. I go, when I go anywhere, I expect service to suck. <laughs> I go, it's terrible. Unless I'm like at the unless I'm like at Audrey or like a really nice restaurant. Like I expect service wherever I go to suck. And so I keep a five dollar bill on me at all times. I always have a five dollar bill on me. And like I was at Home Depot the other day. And I needed to buy some paint that I bought at Sherwin Williams. And I told the guy, I was like buying other stuff. And I go, Hey, I I have a paint color from Sherwin Williams. I need to buy. I can go there. It's right down the street from my house. But can you Matt? He's like, Yeah, man. What do you got? What's the name of the paint? Let me figure it out. And then he took me on the island. He's like, What type of paint do you want? What's the finish? Is it a high traffic room? What is this, this, and this? He's like, Don't get the really expensive stuff. That's like in your kids' playroom, you'll want that because they're gonna mess it up. And that'll hold. And this one's gonna work out really well. It's a great mid tier. But he sat down and like helped me figure it out. Then he went and matched the paint, paint, you know, put a little, does this look like the color? Does this look good? Awesome. What can I get you? And like, I was just like, dude, that was amazing. I would just on a whim, I was going to go to Sherwin Williams anyway and get it. But this guy came in and like, and I gave him a $5 bill and he was like, what's this for? And I'm like, I appreciate the level of service you gave. He's like, man, that's my job. And I'm like, I know. And I want to reward you for doing your job really well. Here's, it's not, It's not a hundred dollars. It's $5. Like just as I say, thank you for what you're doing because I think it's a loss. I think there's just, just everywhere you go. I'm just expecting it to be bad. We have a choice every day. And I think that you guys choose every day, that high level of service and you actually care about your clients. And that is, it's, it's not expected but you guys do that do for others, what you don't have to do. You guys crush it. Thank you so much for joining today. Final thought, the Gordon food service, final thought.
2: (laughs) I, we're just appreciative to be here, honestly, like to get to hear your stories too. And just to have this experience, like I'm loving it. So thank you. I really appreciate the work that you're doing and the example that you're setting, you know, for other, um, you know, owners or managers, if they followed suit, um, what a better place we'd be in.
1: Definitely. And everybody we follows have to worry suit. About- Everyone <laughs> just follow Brandon. <laughs> we wouldn't have to worry about, you know, sucky service, right? Because everybody would be doing their job. You just got to show up. Just show up. Show up, but it's not
0: just show up. It's show up and care.
1: And listen. I mean,
0: care. Care about, take pride in what you do. Like, take pride in, you work hard for something, and you, like, take pride in it. Own it. You know, this guy at Home Depot was passionate about paint, and I love that. I'm not. He is. He. He I felt passionate about paint when I left there. Ruby, are you passionate about paint? That was a no. That was a no from Ruby. <laughs> but home design. Eh, she's okay. We found a, a slight interest.
2: We're gonna start designing her uh, college dorm room pretty soon. So we'll see how passionate she gets. Oh, about. where are
0: you going to school? Pull,
2: come on, pull the mic. She needs the mic. Where are you going to school? Hopefully Knoxville.
0: I didn't know Knoxville was it. Is Knoxville a University? Yes. What you?
2: What would you fully call that school? University of
1: Tennessee Knoxville. Oh,
0: University of Tennessee (laughs) at Knoxville. I was like,
1: just going to Knoxville.
0: I'm just going to Knoxville to learn. I'm going to make moonshine.
2: (laughs) But one thing I always tell her, like when she goes to work at Tito's, I'm like, look, like put a smile on your face. Like, make sure you are the face of the restaurant when someone walks in, and you need to make them feel good about that, right? Or if you're working in the back and you're doing expo, like you want that plate to look do you expo beautiful, yes.
0: What else do you do there? What all positions do you do at Tito's?
2: I sit people, I pack to-go orders, and then I do expo.
0: So you 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 host. Yes. You you host. You pack orders like to-go. You do to-goes. So you, you're you're very valuable. You have you're multifaceted. Yes.
2: Everyone should have to work in a restaurant at some point in their Absolutely. life, whether it be temporary or full-time. I truly believe it, and I think it's been the best experience for her uh, just to learn how to like. Deal with the community. The community can be very difficult, right? And then to have someone tell her what to do other than me, right?
0: (laughs) She's like, but listen to me. (laughs) But listen to your mom. But listen to your mom.
2: But no, thank you for allowing her to come as part of her shadow day. I think it's been awesome. So we just really appreciate you.
0: You can wave to the camera. (laughs) If you guys are going to watch this on YouTube, you can actually see Ruby. You look just like your mom.
1: Everyone tells us that. Yeah.
0: Well, because it's true.
2: I don't think mm. she likes to hear that, but I take it as a huge compliment. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> She's
0: like, damn, dude. I said I was going to say hi yep. on the show, and now you're interviewing me. What is this? You want to talk about Owen? What did you say? I'm
2: just kidding. <laughs> do you want to talk about Owen? No. Shout out to Owen. <laughs>
0: we give a shout out to Owen? Hi, Owen. Who's Owen? boyfriend oh how long you guys been dating almost a year almost a year Yep. is he going to ut knoxville also i don't know but oh, was that a big source of contention right now in your lives no no, no. just kind of cool does he, he want to go does he want to college yeah he okay. might go to Alabama or
2: knoxville Either one, i like, know that'll yeah. break yeah. it up yeah, yeah, that's, like, <laughs> yeah. damn
0: you, you know that that's a rivalry now
2: I, Happened to catch that game? Yeah, go Vols! Yeah, who won?
0: Yeah. Are you guys Vols fans? Yes. yes. We all Vols fans here. Yes. I'm not a Vols fan, but I honorarily was one two weeks ago. Yeah, right. Oh, How absolutely. do you not be a Vols like, fan? Give me an that.
2: orange sweatshirt. Give me a hat.
0: I'm not going to go that far, but it was musty. Definitely look te- good on anyone. It was musty television. No, I've, I've seen it look good on some people.
2: There's a, there's a, there's some people. You it looks look
0: good, good on, on you, It looks good on me. <laughs> <laughs> Just like it looks good on me. I love it. Um. I don't know. We've gone off the rails now. There we are. But squirrel. Thank you guys. Yeah, that, that, I'm <laughs> definitely did not take my ADD medicine this morning. Um, you can contact either of these lovely women to talk about all of the things that they do. And Lauren, do you want to go down a list of all the things that you do? Oh
1: gosh, <laughs> there's a can product dump, big, for that big list yep. there, right? Let's do um, it. Yeah. So payroll, taxes. Um, recruiting onboarding um gosh benefits, Anna, administration. benefits administration i mean there's just there's just so much that we have to offer but you know you pick what is best for you at your time right your unique business um but we're going to take care of those those back end things for you
2: i would say restaurant specific and then we'll quit rambling um we have a great scheduling tool we know that in restaurants like scheduling is super important That's a huge right thing. If you're using
0: Excel spreadsheet, stop.
2: Um, yeah. Like it's, it's a big headache and just, again, making sure right people, right place, right time. Um, and then we realized that people are hiring people that speak all kinds of languages. different languages. Right. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of like hiring anxiety and a lot of interview anxiety when people are walking in and maybe English isn't their first language. And they're like, what if I can't read the application? I can't fill it out. Or wonder if I'm filling out my my new hire forms and I really don't know what it says. Or you, you shy to away from hiring these people. Yes. Everything, Everything can be translated into pretty much any language from our technology to our app, to all the forms. And so it really does help a lot of restaurants be able to you know, diversify and make sure they have uh, enough workers and that the workers feel comfortable showing up, knowing that they'll be able to, to read and hear it in their uh, home language.
0: Lauren, do you do that, the translating? Do you How many languages do you speak?
1: Yeah, I speak... um <laughs> I was like, mom. <laughs> yeah. okay.
2: We're doing good with English
1: currently. Yes. Um, <laughs> so no.
0: Learning baseball, football, hockey, soccer.
1: soccer, Wrestling. Wrestling. Yeah, yeah. all of them. Yeah. Yep. You
0: play any life. sports, Ruby?
1: I play soccer.
0: Yeah? My oldest, we just signed him up for winter soccer. He's big into it. That's why I have a sprained ankle right now. Oh, my. Because I'm 43, <laughs> and I'm a giant, and I don't play soccer, but I play one as a dad didn't work out well for me last weekend.
1: <laughs> well, best big, of luck. Big
0: man fall hard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to just kind of say one thing real quick. I, Bring us back to business, because, Lauren. Sorry. Bring us back. Bring well, you us know, we back. talk about, you know, we're all part of this community. We want, you know, our business, Nashville uh, restaurant businesses to be successful. And I think, you know, being a, able to help in even some small way. Um, is just really, you know, why we are in business, why Anna and I do this every day. And it's also very nice to know when someone, you know, shoots you a text or an email to say you have made a difference. So I'm going to sit, like share just a text I actually got yesterday. Um, she said, hey, Lauren, net checks, I just want to tell you, has been a wonderful experience for me. I was so frustrated with my prior company's constant errors. I couldn't even focus on my business. Every month was a different disaster. Since I switched to net checks, I haven't had one single worry about payroll. I can now fully commit all of my energy to working on my business instead of my business working on me. That's Aww. why I'm here. <laughs> we
2: did not pay her to text
1: that. No, we didn't.
0: I'm like, Ruby, are you texting Lauren again?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Copy, paste, to Mr. Lauren right now.
0: <laughs> That's what we do it for, right? Correct. That's why you get up in the morning. Uh, so. I I Well, if you're listening to this and you haven't written a text message like that to a purveyor or somebody who does that for you, do that. Go right now to a local restaurant or any of your – I don't want to say local restaurants are great, but go to Yelp and leave a five-star review somewhere right now for somebody who does a great job for you. I think it is so vital, and I think that you should definitely go do that. Thank you guys both for coming in today.
2: Thank you. Thank you for
0: having us. Ruby, thank you for shadowing your mom today. You're welcome. She said so many more words than hi. That was my goal was to get her to like have a whole conversation. Yeah, I did not sign up for this. (laughs) She did not sign up for this. The first time this has happened on the show, by the way. A lot of people have been in here. This is the first time that like we've had a shadow. So
2: I think I probably owe her like a sushi lunch or something.
0: Yeah, you do. Yeah. Or give like a hamburger or something. Like a really good one. Brown's Diner across the street. She's like, sushi. (laughs) Yes. Well, good. Well, you guys do that. Thank you for joining us. And thank you for listening. We appreciate you guys hanging in there with net checks. Feel free to contact them. We would love for you guys to uh, have Lauren come in and just do an audit of what you're currently using. We're going into 2023. If you don't like who you're using for payroll and HR, if you don't have an HR solution, they're a great option. Um, if you go to our website, nashrestaurantradio.com, you can click the net checks tab For everybody that does an audit, everybody that calls Lauren and sets up a demo, your name is going to be put into a hat. We're going to be giving away some prizes at the end of the month for every single person who uses one of our sponsors. We're going to outline that on our show next week. We are so excited to have you guys here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a wonderful week. We will be with you soon. Caroline, back on the show next week. Bye.